Hello and welcome to Slate of Affairs, a space for critical conversations about pop culture and politics lived and in color by black and brown voices. Texas and other Midwest states are feeling the symptoms of climate change, which has led to massive blackouts, unveiled aging infrastructure, and overflow to water crisis that is just the beginning of what is to come without proper legislative influence. But before we delve into that, we must first get into what's happening. When Beyonce's Icy Park drops the temperature low, we here at Slate of Affairs stay high in our segment entitled What's Happening, where we highlight the happy in the headlines and our lives. So, Daniel, what's happening with you? So before we get into what's happening, I do want to thank the listeners who have signed on to listener support. We have three supporters. That was three more than we had previously. Thank you so much for uh, giving us money to keep this little project going. We really appreciate it. Again, if you want to go ahead and sign on for monthly listener support, our link is in our Instagram bio. Just click the link and then click on the dollar sign support. We would really appreciate it. No pressure. Yes, pressure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So thank you to the three people who have uh, done that so far. We really appreciate it. I'm a little upset with the fact that our family members have not been showing up. What is that about? That's a shame. What are y'all doing? Promised me she would sign up too. So I'm gonna really get on her. Yeah, I have to get on my parents for real. I know you're listening. I know you're listening. I know you're (laughs) listening, and I know you got my text where I sent you the link. I know I sent the link. What's your excuse? Mm -hmm. But (laughs) but apart from that, um, today the day that we are recording marks what would have been the legendary singer, songwriter, musician, activist Nina Simone's 88th birthday. We will link performances in our show notes, but I do want to play a snippet of an interview where Nina Simone's describes the feeling of freedom. It's just a feeling. It's like, how do you tell somebody how it feels to be in love? How are you going to tell anybody who has not been in love how it feels to be in love? You cannot do it to save your life. You can describe things, but you can't tell them. But you know it when it happens. That's what I mean by free. I've had a couple of times on stage when I really felt free. And that's something else. That's really something else. Like all, all, like, like, I'll tell you what freedom is to me. No fear. I mean, really, no fear. If I, if I could have that half of my life, no fear. I'm actually a little bit surprised that Nina Simone is Daniel's What's Happening and not Blake's because I know that Nina is... Nina Simone, for me, let me just say this. Her music is the last reason why I love her. I think she is the embodiment of being unapologetically Black, especially in a time where that wasn't celebrated, right? As millennials, we live in an age where at least we have the allegiance and a a bit of camaraderie around other people embracing Blackness. Um, Whereas during her day, she didn't have that privilege nor the luxury. So I feel like for her to be such a champion for being Black and just embracing all of that curls, deep melanin, naps, uh, big nose, like all the features that um, Western society, uh, you know, tried to portray uh, Black as bad. uh, bad. Yeah, she embraced all of it and was just such an advocate. And not only here in the States, right? She traveled to Africa many trips, um, just trying to further solidify that union between 
Blacks in both countries, right? We kind of heard mm-hmm. Dr. Jill speak about this on the last episode. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, y'all, I can talk about her forever. I also do want to say, if you've not listened to last week's episode with Dr. Jill Humphreys, go back, listen to it after this one. It's fantastic. But Blake, what is happening with you this week? Isn't it Tati? It is. Um, but Tatiana, what is happening? <laughs> but Tatiana, what is happening with you this week? All right, so I want to talk about FKA Twigs. We haven't talked about it on this show, but I'm I'm sure a lot of people may know that she is filing a lawsuit against Shia LaBeouf for abuse that she suffered during their relationship. And I specifically want to talk about her interview with Gail King this past week because one, to be outspoken about domestic abuse is one thing but the way that she's speaking about it is the way that we all need to be speaking about domestic abuse Um, especially when you're speaking out against somebody who is such a big figure specifically I want to talk about um, the question that often gets asked to survivors of domestic abuse which is like why didn't you leave and fka twigs says beautifully when gail king asks her she an says, appropriate question to ask mm-hmm. and you know the question is why didn't you leave yeah and i think we just have to stop asking that question i know that you're asking it like out of love but like i'm just gonna make a stance and say that i'm not gonna answer that question anymore because the question should really be to the abuser why are you holding someone hostage with abuse, you know? And people say, oh, it can't have been that bad because else you would have left. And it's like, no, it's because it was that bad. I couldn't leave. And I think that really sums up the way that these conversations about domestic violence need to be had. And for her to take her story and come from a perspective of, I'm trying to spread awareness on this is one, it's very brave. It is something that a lot of other people are experiencing. So yeah, I'm very, I'm very proud of her existence as a black woman experiencing these things and talking about them. And also, if you guys are listening and you haven't listened to her music, like go stream her music because she makes great music. And as much as I want her to be remembered for being like a titan in this fight, I also want her to be remembered as being the musically gifted artist that she is. But Blake, what's happening with you this week? So y'all know it's Black excellence as always. It's constantly happening. Uh, And I just want to say that Black excellence is not confined to uh, scholastics, academia, things that are prestigious, right? Like Black excellence Mm -hmm. is holistic. And whether you are a mathematician or whether you are a hoe, like if you are the Mm -hmm. best hoe that you can be, then that's still Black excellence, right? That's Black excellency, right? We support sex positivity. (laughs) With all of that being said, Black excellence this week goes to my bitch, Lori Harvey. Okay. And let me tell you why. Because as a female, she has completely taken the like prototype for how men do to women and said, I'm going to reverse the game on y'all. And her catalog is so stacked and elevated. And here's what I love about it. She is running through these men, not giving two shits. And at the end of the day, I don't know if she's laying it low and spreading it wide with everyone that she messes with. But what I do know that is she is messing with men of a certain prestige and she is like... (laughs) <laughs> and if the she was laying alone and spreading it wide, that's her business. It, right? 
but like yes. the bitch is still like receiving like mm-hmm. her bag from all of these men and i love yes. the fact that for valentine's day michael b jordan just gifted the bitch not with a birkin gifted the bitch with shares from hermes no like, you know while every other bitch is out here buying the bag i'm going to ensure that your ass gets a percentage secured the bag, bag. So, like, like really mm-hmm. for those who are unaware who like who is Lori harvey Y'all living under a rock. I'm right. going to say it. I'm going to say I can, that. No, but I can guarantee you there are some people, because I barely came into Lori Harvey, like, what, like a month ago? Like, when but she you started? You barely came group. into a lot of people. <laughs> you know what? I don't want to hear this. Don't do that to him today, Tati. I don't, don't want to hear this. No, for uh, the children that don't know, Lori Harvey is Steve Harvey's daughter, right? There so she's go. brought okay. up. Um, she's already, you know, very affluent. It's not like she grew up in the streets by any means, right? So she's very, um, her catalog Except was stacked regardless of anybody. She low-key though, because her mom did, her mom was up in these streets, right? And then her mom got her about the streets and got with okay. Steve Harvey. So I know her her mom like instilled in her some of that boss ass attitude of like, a hundred percent. And I just feel like what I love is that Lori is taking uh-huh. her father's book, Think Like a Man, and said, oh, mm-hmm. no, and bitch, I'm going to show y'all. Yeah. Who is it? Boozy. And you know what? Anything he says, it's like we can automatically just like throw out the window because he always mm-hmm. be talking some shit about something that he got no business talking about. Okay. But he uh-huh. made some comment about. Um, Who is Boozy? <laughs> y'all context. Yeah, I mean, okay. no, 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 no. Context. I, I know good and goddamn well. That not everybody who's listening to this podcast knows who Boozy is. I need context. He, he He's inconsequential. <laughs> well, you brought him up. He's consequential enough. Well, okay. Basically, he's a, he's a, um, he's like a rapper. That she rapped or whatever. That nobody really cares about. Like, honestly, nobody really cares. That works for me. That's good. But essentially, yeah. (laughs) Essentially, he had made some comment like, oh, all you girls out here trying to be like Lori Harvey. So basically what you're trying to say is you want three, four, you're trying to get three to four different types of dudes every year. And I was like, and? Like, why is that? Y'all don't say anything when Nothing. rappers be having all these bitches in their videos claiming how they be running around town. Y'all don't say anything about it. But then Lori Harvey gets herself the men. And you want to know, at the end of the day, at least the bitch is getting diamonds out of it. You know what I mean? Like Diamonds and shares from and a shares. company. She's stacking up, okay? So I'm just over here and I'm like... And if she is getting with three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen dudes a year, that's not your business, first of all. And second of all, she's getting a, she, she's getting hers. Like, don't play me. <laughs> Take notes. All right, I want to paint a picture for y'all. Imagine it warm sand and cool waters a margarita in one hand and reading the green new deal for dummies in the other hand no worries in the world just pure vibes well if you're ted cruz that is probably how you're planning on spending this last week because i mean if you don't like the conditions where you are then it is more than reasonable to cross borders and go to another country that can provide better living standards than you are currently receiving at home right meanwhile your constituents are running out of food grocery stores are looking like a dystopia people have no power water pipes are freezing Texans are experiencing for the first time in a lot of their lives below freezing temperatures and quite literally lives have been lost. 
Now, I have several family members and a good friend that live in Austin, Texas, and talking to them this past week, one thing has become glaringly clear. When push comes to shove, when you're experiencing severe conditions, the people that you can count on is the community. In a lot of senses, local leadership and state leadership has disappeared, but it is the power of the people that is a driving force for Texas residents and keeping them safe and sane. I hate to say that I am unsurprised at the actions of bitch-ass Ted Cruz and just generally leadership at large. What about y'all? You know, Ted Ted Cruz is... Is just. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let me say this: it is uh, <laughs> not surprising at all that his bitch no, ass not surprising. would flee a country, okay, and then blame it on his children. <laughs> and to like think that like you are part of the problem, right? You are part of the reason that Texas is even in this position because it's not a thing of like we can't predict the w- weather. None of us can, right? But we have systems in place that ensure that we can at least maneuver through. God forbid, a heavy winter storm like this. And so like for him to flee America and go into a country that is a part of the roster to which those people can't even come into this country, but you want to flee to that country, that in and of itself for me is like just a crock of bullshit. And then compound that with, again, you are supposed to be a public servant and your people need you the most. And now we Mm. want to flee as well. And then when we get there, we act brand new, like, oh shit. Well, maybe it's not a good look only because bitches caught pictures of you on a plane. And now you want to change the narrative. You know what I mean? It's And he lied several times in the process. Like, I think like Blake made a, a good point. You're supposed to be a public servant, but I will say there's like, a distinguishment between our public servants and our politicians, right? People like Ted Cruz are literally just like selfish motherfuckers out here. Let's talk about how he was caught up. Like Tatiana said, there were photos taken of him at the airport leaving for Mexico. He landed in Mexico and there was such a severe amount of backlash all over social media for him that he got on a plane and came back to Texas because of it. And then a Upon him arriving, had given a sorry ass excuse of, well, you know, my daughters the wanted to uh, to go was tone deaf. Look, it, it was obviously a mistake, and in hindsight, I, I wouldn't have done it. Um, I was trying to be a dad, and and all of us have made decisions. When you've got two girls who've been cold for two two days and haven't had heater power, and they're saying, "Hey, look, we don't have school. Why don't we go? Let's get out of here." pin that shit on his daughters i'm just like you gotta be some foul ass like you have to be so foul Mm -hmm. that you're gonna blame your children for your decision making and also like let's talk about leaks here you know not just leaky pipes in texas but like there are text messages from heidi cruz ted cruz's wife that she had delivered to neighbors talking about hey come with us to mexico let's get out of here you know we have a place that we stay there it's really nice that those neighbors then leaked to the press in order to I love uh, those neighbors. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then you know the cherry on top, the cherry on top, we're fighting for human rights here, right? Obviously, the people who are affected by these like catastrophic weather events are usually black and brown communities and lower income communities. However, the cherry on top for just social media, I don't know why this is, but 
they seem to kind of like glaze all over that when there's a dog involved. And Ted Cruz <laughs> left his dog in Texas, ironically named Snowflake. And like, there's a, oh, wow. I hate this so much. There was a photo. There was a photo of Ted Cruz's dog, Snowflake, pe- like peering out of the window and the photographer yes. captures it. Someone it's did hilarious. say they were like, the best way to get white people's attention is yeah. to put a dog in, in harm's way. Yeah. And then all of it, it, it don't matter about the rest of the lives. But I do want to yeah. circle back to a point, a point that Blake made in the sense that obviously you can't predict these kind of natural disasters, especially in Texas, mm-hmm. especially considering oh, Texas when I was talking crazy. to my cousin, yeah. literally a week and a half ago, he said it was like 74 degrees outside. You could not have predicted this. However, there are measures that should have been put in place that could have made this not as severe as it is. The Mm -hmm. biggest one being the power outages. Now, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but Texas, their power grid is its own, it's on its own. um, They're isolated and independent. Like there's a federal power grid that the federal government is in charge of and regulates. And Texas is not part of that federal grid. Texas is like, y'all can have your grid and I'll have, we'll have ours. People did not have to lose their power if they were part of the federal national power grid system, but because they're part of Texas and because a few elite rich people are in charge of that power grid, look what ended up happening. Yeah. There's a really good article on um, Vice News and it's written by Edward Ongweso. Um, But I just want to read like an excerpt and I quote, a long wave of deregulation stretching back to the early 1800s has deprived the state's entire electric system without upgrades or repairs like investing in a backup capacity or a rugged distribution system because profits were prioritized over foresight. The issues was then made worse by the fact that Texas grid is isolated because the state wanted to avoid federal regulation, meaning it can't easily buy power from neighbors when a freak disaster like this hits and devastates its ability to provide power to residents. End quote. No, exactly. Yeah. I do also want to encourage just because this is something that I've been seeing consistently, this opinion of like when something happens to a Southern state, there's this disregard for what is taking place in the Southern state or the red state, simply for the fact that they have Republican representation as far as politics is concerned. I think oftentimes it's so easy for us to just like compartmentalize everything into a red blue scenario. But realistically, when it comes down to it, like I mentioned before, the communities who are affected most by catastrophic weather Mm -hmm. events like this are black and brown communities. And those black and brown communities are multi-ideological, multi-party affiliated. And it really says something about us when we say and give a total disregard to these states simply for the fact that they're considered red states. It's like this utter disregard for the communities of color that are there is the same disregard that the fucking representatives are giving Mm -hmm. to their constituency. So I would just really have everybody like look inward and check themselves if that is something that they are experiencing, right? And if you're not experiencing it, well, then good for you. Yeah. We also would like to know, like when it comes to that rhetoric, we don't, we here do not subscribe to that unless we're talking about Florida. And then if it's about Florida, then it's Florida, then it's Florida. Then fuck them all. <laughs> no, we're, we're totally kidding. Do we oh, have any no. listeners in Florida? Wait, DM I, us. You know, because I feel like I know many people that are from Miami, and they're like, I'm from Miami, Miami. Not Miami, Florida, 
Miami, yeah. Miami. No, because, I like, know people. No I have. With Florida. I have family in Florida, or like my mom's best friend lives in Florida, and she herself, she's like, I hate Florida. <laughs> so when we're talking about like that rhetoric, this just does not apply when we're talking about Florida. But when we're talking about Texas. I read this thread on Twitter that was saying for people who live paycheck to paycheck, who are lower income, they're doing groceries weekly because they can't afford to do big grocery yeah. hauls. So right. they can't afford to go to the grocery store and spend $200. That's going to suffice mm -hmm. them for the next several weeks. They have to go to the grocery store every week. week. week yeah. So then when it, an event like this takes place, and you one cannot get to the grocery store and two when you can get there there's nothing there because literally right. grocery stores have run out of food yeah we're forgetting about like elderly communities as well mm -hmm. who aren't mobile mobile enough to get to grocery stores to wait in line i'm not sure if we've seen the videos but mm -hmm. videos of lines down the block of people attempting to get into mm -hmm. a target or get into a grocery store or a gas station or a gas even. station we have to remember that a lot of these elderly communities as well rely on things like oxygen that require electricity and a lot of the times what happens is if there's nobody able to check on these people to do welfare checks it could often mean dangerous no, consequences no. I think it's sad, too, that they're saying that hospitals in the Houston area, at least, yeah. they're seeing an increase in hospitalizations for carbon monoxide poisoning yeah. because people are resulting to using their barbecues and things that should not be a heat source in order to provide heat for them, right? I do. I don't want to get too dark here, you know, but I do think these things are important to talk about because oftentimes when a natural disaster happens like this and we just get caught up with the response. But I do want to acknowledge the fact that there are people who have died from carbon monoxide poisoning, who have also died from hypothermia. Houses have been just completely obliterated by fires and, in order for them to stay warm. And the homeless community as well. Oh, yeah. The, um, that. Unhoused community. It's like, and here's the other thing. It's like, don't sleep on the prison system. They're all yeah. without Prisoners. resources I mean, on a, on a exactly. perfect day. Exactly. And then you're adding the temperature now and compounding this even further, right? And it's not as if, like Tatiana mentioned at the top of this episode, it's not as if Texas is prepared for this. It's not as if homes are insulated for this type of mm -hmm. weather. And really, like Tatiana said, it's the community at this point that is being there for one another. And you have politicians such as Ted Cruz flying off to Mexico, or you have yeah. politicians like Governor Greg Abbott of Texas giving excuses, saying it, like saying that the Green New Deal is, which mind you, has not been passed, just a piece of paper mm -hmm. at this point, it's just an idea. Um, blaming that on, mm -hmm. uh, like, on this. It's so sad. But again, you know, I feel like we talk about all the people that are most affected. And once again, those that are most vulnerable, even in getting a vaccine now, that disrupts the whole thing, yeah. right? Because I feel like distribution oh, yeah. of the vaccine is implausible in a circumstance like this. Daniel made a point that this does show the difference between politicians and public servants. Yeah. You have Beto O'Rourke who ran against Ted Cruz in 2018. And I keep on Y'all could have had Beto. Like, Y'all could have had Beto. Who literally has mobilized and he's not even a public servant. Right now he's just a private citizen who's like, hey, my state needs help and I'm gonna come and help whether y'all voted for me or not. Mm -hmm. And 
I think he made like over 700,000 phone calls to senior citizens to just make sure that we they can be connected with water, with food, yeah. transportation, with shelter, all of that. Then you have Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who is a member of the House of Rep, right, who in 24 hours raised two million dollars yes for texas residents she that's not even her state and Ooh. then she not only raised that money but then went to texas, texas and to assist like in yeah. the trenches assisting it shows good character and when it comes down to it texas is still in the midst of all of this and we have not seen you know the end of this this is something that's going to persist for a very long time so my cousin and his girlfriend they they live in austin texas they both work at a restaurant and they have one been fortunate because the restaurant has food <laughs> he said you know we, we went out to the restaurant and we made like pots and pots and pots of soup and we've been handing we've been handing out soup to anybody who can safely get to the restaurant in downtown austin to essentially yeah. um give them food for free of charge right like yeah. here we have the resources and they're gonna take a hit i mean obviously restaurants during covid have been taking a hit yeah. and then to be like we're we're going to take another, we're giving out all, I mean, we're, we're taking whatever resources we have, we're using it, we're cooking it, we're giving it away. That's community, right? I have a friend who lives in Austin. You know, sometimes you don't get to know your neighbors that often. So there were several neighbors that she just had never really talked to, but she had told this one story about one of the neighbors that she had spoke to who has two children and they've been and he was expressing like this has been such a hard crazy time and having to find the resources to feed my children and trying to get food in line and all of these things and even with him this neighbor being in a position where he has two children to feed and he's he himself is struggling to provide for his family he said to her if you need anything if you run out of anything call me come over and we'll try and we'll make sure that we can get you taken care of like people mm -hmm. who are in positions where they do not have resources are still offering resources to others yeah. and meanwhile you have hotels that are running in these affluent neighborhoods that are charging a thousand dollars a oh, night yeah. so for sweet. rooms you have my cousin saying they have parking garages in affluent areas that have their lights just oh, glaring bright with no cars inside gotta build that community y'all it's all about community so get your earthquake kit ready just in case californians <laughs> we know y'all don't have one <laughs> i don't i know i, I don't, don't right <laughs> I really want to say OnlyFans, though. Okay, that's fine. I like the OnlyFans thing. Okay, boom. So listen, y'all, let's keep it a buck 100. I know most of our listeners out there got y'all secret OnlyFans account. Y'all subscribe, y'all are members, and y'all are lending $19.99 a month to your favorite adult star. On your demon time, that's okay. But let's not forget, we're still out here trying to be a voice for the people. And time is money, and money is time. For the price of one coffee a day, you can support black and brown voices. Now listen, we are all very diverse. So I understand that some of us get coffee at Mickey D's, some of us get coffee at Starbucks, and others get coffee at Arco, and it's okay. That's okay, baby. Get your caffeine. But regardless, whether your caramel macchiato is $9.99 a month, whether your grande vanilla latte is $4.99 a month, or whether or not your black coffee at Arco with all the free hazelnut creamers you can put in there is $0.99, cent, you can support us at 
any level. And that's on what? That's on listener support. That's on listener support. So we are asking you, listeners, help us continue to drive this podcast. You can go to listener support on... In the show notes. <laughs> you can go to listener support in the show notes and support us so that we can continue being there for y'all. You are there for us. It's a transaction just like y'all do on OnlyFans. Let's not act brand new about how this works, people. That was cute. That was cute. Okay. I thought it was cute. Welcome back to Category Is, a catalog of current events. We are quick with the quips, and we're going to be starting it off with Tatiana. Tatiana, what category are you walking? Category Is, dog dads can be zaddies. Earlier this week, Chris Evans took to Instagram to share that his dog was undergoing surgery. And while his dog was in surgery, he performed surgery on his dog's favorite stuffed animal that head got torn. So he sewed him up and... My man's is just so cute. <sighs> Christopher yeah. Jamal Evans, if you are not out there listening, please, please come get your girl. If Chris Evans' publicist is listening, please file a cease and desist for Tatiana. <laughs> the category is Kim Kardashian is headed east and will no longer be a west. Ooh. It is official. Kim Kardashian and her lesser half are getting a divorce. This was definitely on my bingo card for 2021. It was also my bingo card for the past like six years, though. <laughs> High key. The category is Hello, Dolly. Dolly Parton is urging lawmakers in her home state of Tennessee to withdraw a bill that would erect a statue of her on the Capitol grounds in Nashville. Given all that is going on in the world, I don't think putting me on a pedestal is appropriate at this time, tweeted the country legend. Dolly added, I hope, though, that somewhere down the road, several years from now, or perhaps after I'm gone, if you still feel I deserve it, then I'm certain I will stand proud in our great state capital as a grateful Tennessean. I wouldn't mind a Dolly statue. Girl, she's That's just... so endearing. I wanted to go up. We don't deserve her. We don't. We don't. Mm. White women we don't deserve, Dolly Parton. <laughs> There's white women we don't deserve and white women we don't want. Opposite ends of the spectrum. Category is stay in your lane. The baby released a freestyle track this past week where he disses Jojo Siwa and calls her a bitch. Now, all I got to say is Jojo Siwa literally drives a Tesla covered in pictures of herself. So I don't know why the baby in all of his five foot seven glory thought he could ever match that type of chaotic energy. <laughs> she gonna step on him like a bug when she see him. The category is consequences. A dumbass high school child thought it would be cute to ask one of her counterparts to Sadie Hawkins dance by drawing on a poster the following. If you went to Sadie Hawkins dance with me, it would take my breath away, just like George Floyd. From my understanding, like the local police department is investigating this, Fuck the investigation. I feel like this calls, this is grounds for me for mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. to be dismissed from the school. Mm -hmm. um, and honestly, I feel like charges need to be like erected because it's just, this is ridiculous that you can even make comedy or make light. And I know some parent had to have seen her making that sign and they just let that happen. Category is age before loony. 
Florida health administrators said two women in Florida dressed up as grannies in order to receive their second dose of the coronavirus vaccine. In actuality, the women were 34 and 44, not over 65, the required age to receive a vaccine in Florida. Despite their get-ups, which included spectacles, the women were turned away. Here's the part that has me, like, gagged. You could have said this entire story and not mentioned the state, and I would have known exactly that Florida. I would have already knew. It's not, it's not hard to just talk shit about Florida. It's really not. Like, it just it's comes not. up so Y'all effortlessly. Flo- All of our listeners, if we have any listeners in Florida, this is the point where they said, okay, on to another <laughs> yeah, podcast. Right. We're going to go. just getting on everybody. If you don't check our analytics, Daniel, and tell us who, if we got no, any listeners in Florida, I got to know. I'll figure it out. Uh, you know what's so funny is that, like, right behind those two dressed up ga- grannies were probably, like, two toddlers, like, one stacked on top of the other's <laughs> shoulders in a trench coat. Like, right behind them like getting their vaccine didn't they get the first uh, the first dose yes they got the, the first, first time. one it worked the that's first like, time that's oh, ridiculous. Wait, they got it the first time yes they've they had the first, the first dose. time they were going in to get their set which at that point you have to get so they the had a false dose, id right? and everything i cannot uh, they that's yeah so bold yeah. so bold i honestly i kind of stand <laughs> but on that note we were going to leave you um, I do want to say before we go, this is our 30th episode. Thank you for 30 episodes. The listeners who have been listening, the new listeners who are here, we thank you so much for all of the support. Continue to follow us on all of our social medias. That's going to be in the show notes. Uh, and we will see you next week. This is Slate of Affairs. A podcast dedicated to critical conversations about pop culture and politics. Brought to you by us. I'm Blake Gartner. I'm Tatiana Sterling. And I'm Daniel Wasius. You can catch new episodes of Slate of Affairs released every Tuesday. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you do your podcast listening. Don't forget to subscribe and please rate and review us wherever you can. Your ratings and reviews help us reach a wider audience. Follow us on our social media on Instagram at Slate of Affairs Pod. And on Twitter at A Slate of Affairs. If you have questions or advertising inquiries, reach out to us at our email. They came, they saw, they spoke it at gmail.com. And all episode notes can be found on our website, slateofaffairs.com, underneath the episodes tab. Music brought to you by Marla Flair. And audio editing brought to you by yours truly. As always, join us next time and add some color because there's always space for you in the conversation. Mm-hmm.